InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Not everything posted on social media is true. Yet research shows people tend to trust whatever their online friends tell them. Here with more, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. And joining me now is Gita Johar, the Meyer Feldberg Professor of Business at Columbia Business School. She and her research team did a fascinating study that identified what may be an important driver of keeping fake news circulating. They focused specifically on what causes a person to decide whether to check the facts on news items that he or she receives online. Now, your team looked at whether people tended to fact-check ambiguous headlines when they believed to be receiving this information alone versus being part of a group. First off, tell us what an ambiguous headline is. An ambiguous headline is one that people don't really know if it's true or false. So the way we tested that is we would ask people, is the statement true or false? And any statement where 50% of the respondents answered true and 50% answered false would be coded as an ambiguous statement. You noted that there was a difference in their behavior when they received this information alone versus being part of a group. Tell us the conclusions of your study. Yes, so the test I just described was a pretest to select the claims that we then showed people on computer screens either when they felt they were alone or when they felt there were other people also online with them. So there would be anonymous names on the side of the screen next to the claim. What we found is that in this condition, when there were names on the screen and people felt like there were others with them, they tended to fact-check ambiguous claims about 35% less than they would if they felt they were alone. So according to your study then, fake news is more likely to thrive online because of less fact-checking, is that fair to say? Yes. Can we go so far as to say even further that fake news is more likely to thrive online as opposed to when it's delivered on radio or TV? Yes, I think the key variable here is whether you feel you're alone or whether you feel you're in the presence of others. So if you're listening to radio or watching TV in a group setting, then our effect might replicate so that you're less likely to fact check versus when you're alone. So here's the bottom line question. Does the study suggest that people should not look for news in a group setting like social media because they might be less likely to check the facts and therefore be more vulnerable to getting fake news? I wouldn't go so far as to dictate a policy where people cannot get their news on social media. What I would say is that we need to come up with interventions on social media, on platforms like Facebook, where we can encourage people to be more vigilant, to scrutinize the information more. And this could come about through some kinds of mechanisms like Facebook already uses, like flagging and disputing certain news items, or through other mechanisms where people are just told that you may be lowering your guard too much, so you should be careful when you consume news. So there are many ways in which you can make people vigilant on social media, and we need to systematically test which of these ways works and which ones don't. 
We're speaking with Gita Johar, the Meyer Feldberg Professor of Business at Columbia Business School regarding her team's study that suggests why fake news is more likely to flourish online. And Dr. Johar, picking up on your comment just a moment ago about people being vigilant, I noted that in one of your eight experiments, your team even prodded people to look at things with a more careful eye and be more vigilant, as you said. What happened in that case in terms of a desire to check facts? What we found is when we prodded people to be more vigilant by making them do an exercise that put them into a mindset that made them more vigilant, they fact-checked twice as much as without that kind of prodding. So it was effective in getting people in the presence of others to fact-check more. And on that subject of what might be a driver to fact-check more or less, we note that on Facebook you can see the number of times that an item is shared, and on YouTube you can see the number of times something's been viewed. As an item gets more and more shares and views, do you believe that people are less and less likely to check its facts? That's a great question because I think what the likes are doing is signaling to you that other people have already seen this, and maybe in some sense you get the feeling that you can be relaxed because other people have seen it and are signaling that they approve of this message. And if these are your friends, that's so much better. This goes beyond our exact experiments, but I would speculate that shared news items on social media platforms are more likely to be believed and less likely to be fact-checked. Which brings us to your study once again. Why are people more likely to check the facts on news stories when they're alone as opposed to when they're in a group setting? We considered three different reasons why this might happen. One is a classic bystander effect, which means that people in a group feel like they don't need to exert the effort because someone else will do that for them. We didn't really find support for this explanation, although I do believe it can hold sometimes. The other explanation we tested is that people just expect that other people tell the truth. So there's a social norm around truthfulness. And again, we didn't find this because I don't think this norm necessarily holds when the source is a politician, for example. The third thing we tested was vigilance. The sense that you lower your guard when you're in the presence of others might explain the results. And we found support for this mechanism, which is similar to the idea that animals in a herd kind of let their guard down because you feel more relaxed and feel more safe. So we find that this lowering of the guard kind of explains our results. But I think there's more to be done to really tease apart what underlies the finding. Let me suggest a fourth idea and whether or not people seeing something that their friends are sharing might feel a societal pressure not to go against their friends. Any thought on that? Yeah, I think that's consistent with the social norm idea that you expect others to be truthful or you expect others to be sharing information that they believe to be genuine, authentic. So I would agree with that explanation as well. Doctor, without getting into any politics or political positions whatsoever, when people received information that agrees with their own political party messages, in general, what happened in terms of whether they believed the information and whether they were willing to check out its facts? What we found is if a recipient received a message that matched their own political leaning or ideology, they tended to believe the message more than if they received a message that did not match their own political leaning or ideology. And this result really came out in terms of beliefs, and it happened across the board. 
across social media platforms where they felt they were in the presence of others or if they felt they were alone. Doctor, what are ways that people can insulate themselves from fake or questionable news stories but still stay informed? I think it's really difficult in this age of multimedia bombardment of news because if I listen to the radio, watch TV and go online, I may be exposed to that same news item multiple times. And what research suggests is the more times you hear something, the more likely you are to believe it. even if it seems rather outrageous even if it's clearly fake just repeated exposure can increase your belief in a statement so this is a rather pessimistic view saying that we really can't help ourselves because there's so much information coming at you you don't have the cognitive ability to be checking all of this and you're almost unconsciously going to accept these messages as true the more you hear them so that's the pessimistic view in terms of what people can do i think just awareness of the fact that not all information is equally valid and that it is in our power as consumers to really be skeptical be vigilant and make sure we do the hard work of checking and make sure that people are aware of this could be a first step towards creating people who are not necessarily you know just accepting all the information they hear Dr. Gita Johar, Meyer Felberg Professor of Business at Columbia Business School. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.